Hey guys, welcome to the Hope That Helps podcast. This is episode two. My guest today is my good friend Ahmed. Ahmed, how you doing, buddy? Yo, I'm very good. I'm super happy that you're doing this. Oh, thank you, man. I've been like telling you to do this for the past like 25 years. Uh, uh, yeah, even Before though podcasts were even a thing. <laughs> I don't know about that. I invented podcasts. Yes, basically. yes, yes. He did. He did. Uh, he's Ahmed's a visionary. If you guys don't know. <laughs> Uh, so I thought I'd start the conversation uh, just talking about uh, what podcasts you listen to, why do you listen to, like how do you pick what podcasts you like, and we can just take it from there. Yeah, so um, yeah, so the thing about podcasts that I really enjoy is the fact that the fact that it's like more, most of them are like over an hour. Okay. It just means that you can just have a conversation with someone. Like You're, a full-on conversation. Yeah, it's not an interview. Yeah, it's like a very different thing. Like when, like when I first like heard of podcasts, I just thought it would be a very long interview. Okay. And then you realize, no, no, no. Be- like it's actually a very different thing. It's a com- like we were just talking about like preparing for it and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think like sometimes like preparing works if you're talking to like a specific person with like a you know like knowledge in a specific area and you want to be able to like engage with them. <clears throat> but for the most part like the real like value i find like podcast is just being able to just talk and just talk like just hearing like two people like just converse mm. is very different to an interview it's much more natural it's much more i don't know i just feel like you get much more out of it so uh wait what was the question again what podcast do i listen to yeah uh my favorite like one uh like recent one is called uh i actually forgot what it's called <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's okay. since it's my favorite but the guy is like the guy we just googled his name is Eric Weinstein he uh, can you like google it see like what yeah let's called? pull uh, let's pull this bad boy up yeah so uh, I like first like saw him in one of uh, like Joe Rogan's podcast yeah it's called The Portal exactly The Portal yeah, yeah. okay I think he's got like uh, about 10 oh, 11 episodes no I think it's much more than 11 now yeah, so uh, this Eric Weinstein guy, he's, uh, uh, I think his background, he's a mathematician. Okay. Uh, but he works for Peter Thiel, like in like something to do with investments. But he's such a broad thinker. Like he thinks so deeply about so many like random things that like, yeah, I can just hear him. And he has, he has a brother, I can't remember his brother's name, but obviously it's something else Weinstein. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, they share a last name apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, his brother is like a like a biologist. Like okay, a, I don't know what type of biologist, but like, anyway, some and like so he talks to like this to his brother about like biology in such like a deep like, and they're not talking like oh which organisms are going extinct. No, no, they're like, like how do like structures of, uh, like network structures in like ant colonies tell us about like neural networks in our brains and shit mm. like that very like abstract things yeah uh, but like they just like connect really like random things so like this is what i love about this guy like he just like he thinks so deeply about something and then links it to something else out of nowhere mm. and like yeah so i guess he's my uh he's my favorite or the portal is my favorite podcast right now the port is there is there a specific like episode that you listen to that you're like Fuck! This is really like. I'm yeah. guessing there's a lot that there are a lot that are interesting, but there's one that maybe that Probably really the very first one with Peter Thiel. Peter like, Thiel, yeah, who's like another like, you know, 
uh, deep thinker that I really like to listen to. Mm. Uh, so, so uh, like one of like the like the parts that I really enjoyed was so Peter Thiel is German, okay, or like originally German or whatever, and uh, and uh, Eric Weinstein is Jewish, okay, and they were talking about the Holocaust. Oh, okay, <laughs> or That's like World War Two or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and like. But like they were talking about it in like a very different way than you would expect a German guy and a Jewish guy to talk about it. Okay, walk me. Do you remember what or like what they were talking about or like how yeah, they were yeah, talking about it? Yeah, but like it's it's like I can't do it justice. Like I can't like I can't even explain it. Like it's mm. just it's just like the way um, they're like they're like like when like people like just read history books. Like why did like the Holocaust happen? Normally it's like oh because like German people were racist or something like that. And they're like, no, no, no. It's like, that's that's a really, like, simple way of, like, thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. to the point that it's not even useful. It doesn't, like, help us, like, deal with, like, racism or stop, like, help us stop something like that happens. If you actually, like, the way, like, they were breaking it down from, like, both sides of the of the equation or whatever. It's just, it's just incredible. So, yeah, so I guess that's probably, like, my... Uh, my favorite your like, favorite one yeah and when you so i guess how do you pick which podcast you listen to or what other podcasts are you interested in or is it like a, do you have a big range or what's the honestly like i just like go on like uh just like on youtube you know just like there's just random things that just come up like youtube would suggest this to you and i would listen to someone i be like yeah i don't like this guy okay and then like something comes up like oh i really like this guy so i start listening to his podcast okay so like it's just like a random process of discovery. So what there is a there is like a there's like a Saudi podcast called Funjan. 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 So like whatever. Ah, Funjan. Cup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, I don't really like read in Arabic. I don't really like listen to anything in Arabic. So just like the like the ability to like hear intelligent people converse in Arabic is like, like just just from a pure like. Uh, uh, what's the word like like my vocab it just gets better mm. you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. it's not as like it, it it's way too random for me because they're talking about like random things in like Saudi society and shit like that but just like listening to intelligent people speak in, in arabic is like <laughs> i guess it doesn't happen every day <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's true or at least not, not what's, what's not your favorite what's your favorite uh, podcast um, Joe Rogan I'm guessing uh, yeah for sure yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan I just love how he he can have like we were saying earlier how he can have any guest on no matter their background their experience no matter what it is and have such an interesting deep conversation and the most important thing or what I appreciate about him the most is he can bring on people that are completely different to him like have a or like against like what he believes and what he thinks and his goal is to understand them and he can like understand them and see where they're coming from and why they think that way and still manage to get his point across and his like beliefs without like an attack you know without like attacking them so like i thought about like starting a podcast a while ago okay and then and then i realized it was just be me explaining shit to people (laughs) (laughs) like yo for an hour you sit here and listen to me talk like I'm like I'm not gonna be able to like bring someone and like try to understand how they think, mm. even though like I guess that's like the whole point of what what podcasts are supposed to be, but it's like a sp- it's like a specific talent, you know. It's not just you explaining shit to people. 
Well, it depends. Like, it's, like there's a lot of different types of podcasts. Like there's one called uh, I don't know who it's by, but it's called Hardcore History. Okay, I don't know if you've heard of it. No. I think you, I think you actually yeah, might really like it. Sounds awesome. Uh, so it's just a guy. He just sits and like talks for four hours about like history. You know what I mean? He has like okay. super long podcasts where he explains like the whole story. Like a, my a friend of mine back in Amsterdam like loved it. But me, I personally couldn't give a fuck. You know, I'm, I, yeah. it, bore, it bores me a lot. But if you were, if you were gonna do a podcast, you said you wanted to just explain. What would you be? What did you want to be talking about? Or like, what would it have been about? Okay, so the the so what I was thinking uh, wasn't that I should uh, start a podcast and just like talk about shit. So my idea was that the problem with podcasts is uh, there is there is one side that is like what's the word like a constant and the other side is the variable so in like for joe rogan it's always joe rogan versus someone else Mm -hmm. and the quality of the podcast depends on uh how um what's the opposite of frigid like how flexible flexible yeah the, the 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 constant side is so what you're saying about uh joe rogan the fact that he can just talk to anyone about anything so he's quite flexible in that sense. Mm. Um, but, you know, someone who's just interested in specific things, you bring in the other the other side and you just have the same person and then like the variable on the other side. So I guess my point was, if you have two variables, uh, so if I, so let's say I get like a quantum physicist as a guest, but then the interviewer is someone who actually has like a good understanding of quantum physics, the conversation will just be a lot more interesting. For sure. Than having someone who doesn't know like the basics of what quantum physics is, and it'd just be like a, you know, like a so, like just explaining shit to a child to the point where like it's so diluted that it's not even valuable anymore. Yeah. So, so my idea with the, for the podcast was, it would be like more of a like a platform than. So so it would be so let's say you would call it the X Y Z podcast. And then you would have like in different parts of obviously over time, but like you'd have different parts of the world, different uh, hosts, hosts, mm-hmm. um, and uh, for each guest, you would decide which host you would talk to, okay. based on. So you'd have like a host who's like okay, so let's say you would have one in in London, for example, and you'd have like some people with the background in science, some people with the background in history, some people who were like whatever, uh, and if the uh, if the guest is a scientist, then you'll bring the science host. Okay. You know what I mean? So you, based on what whoever the guest you're going to bring on, you would pick a host that, I guess, is in this, a similar field so the conversation could be as interesting as possible? Yeah, so it's not necessarily... You don't necessarily need to be in a similar field. You just need to be able to uh, have a, like a, a high-quality conversation. Okay. So, okay, so let's say... So, like, for myself... If if there's someone talking about like cars, for example, yeah, I can't have a high quality conversation. I don't know shit about cars. Yeah, I, I can't care less about cars. <laughs> so let's say there's someone who like who knows all these things about cars. It would be like an, a fascinating conversation for a big section of your viewership. Yeah, but because you don't know much about cars or you don't care about cars, the conversation just is just there's a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have like a few uh, like a variety of hosts, and like you bring in someone who's like trying to compete with like tesla or whatever it is <clears throat> and has like some deep insight into <clears throat> how toyota does their operation whatever it is the quality of that conversation and the value to the to the listener 
would depend entirely on on the host ability to communicate with the with that guest. Ah, uh, I got you. Okay. So you would have it it would it, w- it wouldn't be as so you would have let's say over the course of a year let's say so you you do one one um what do you call it like episode? one se- yeah one episode a week for example so over the course of a year you'd have 52 guests uh you would have like between 5 and 10 hosts okay so like both sides are variable but like one side is like much more valuable than the, the other. other yeah and then i guess like for different like uh viewers they can like say oh i like this host i don't like that host i would like listen to every every episode that this guy is hosting uh i would kind of ignore this guy because he's talking about shit that i don't care about yeah um yeah so it'd be like more of a it would be like more of a platform than uh than just like yeah like a what's the opposite of, of a platform like just just a regular regular like podcasting i guess yeah so it sounds like more of the, more of a platform for i guess debates about like specific topics yeah in, in i just say sense. conversations conversations yeah yeah so um so I was thinking about it for uh like so um for whoever is listening and you don't know me <laughs> I'm from Sudan and over like the course of like the last year there's all these people from like all over the world you know like you grew up in the states or in Europe or whatever it is and like you have a lot to offer you have a lot to say but there is no real like platform for you to like communicate your ideas so you know like the government just kind of like says every day like yeah we want our youth to like contribute to like building of whatever but like how am i going to get my ideas across like do i have to like fly there and like write you a letter and like send it to you in the mail like how how am i going to communicate with you mm. uh like how would you as a like a government or institutions or whatever how would you like vet these ideas you, you well first of all you need to be able to receive these ideas yeah and i thought like the podcast would be an interesting way to get like you know so if i'm like a uh, a Sudanese doctor and living in the UK for the past 20 years I have all this experience uh, about like what to do in, in the medical field I can just go on a podcast and just talk about it mm. uh, you know over like four or five episodes I can basically uh, convey a big chunk of the ideas that I have and then if I'm any good people will like listen to it they'll retweet or share it or whatever it is and then the people in charge can actually be like, okay, let's listen to this person. Even though you're halfway across the world, you don't need to fly you in. Yeah, you can yeah. just take your ideas, vet them, and then decide if we, you know, if you're gonna use them or not. So that's really like where where it came from. But in order for me as a, so if I'm the host and someone's talking to me about like, like medicine, I won't be able to ask him interesting questions. I won't be able to like communicate properly. Um, but if someone is talking to me about let's say like engineering or whatever, then I might be more able to. Uh, you know, like the conversation will just be more va- more valuable. More valuable, yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's why I was like, yeah, we need like multiple hosts. Multiple hosts, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, would you? What would you say? Because you mentioned a good point about that. It's a great platform for you to get like for a lot of people who have like all these great ideas, you know, all these, you know, but they don't have a platform, like you said, to speak to to speak about them. Yeah. So. One of the things I like about podcasts is that, and I've discussed this with a bunch of people, is that it's, number one, there's no barrier to entry, you know, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, anyone can start a podcast. Look, I just started a podcast. Uh, and also that it's uncensored. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're listening to like the like anything mass media, there's going to come with a certain, you know, agenda maybe. Yeah. But a podcast is uncensored. We can sit here and say whatever the fuck we want. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but so the problem is, uh, because it's uncensored, so there's obviously there's like pros and cons. Yeah, so like the problem that is like you know the whole like fake news, yeah, misinformation. <laughs> yeah, shit. of course. Like I can just sit here and be like, "Yo, Mars is made up of like cheese or whatever," <laughs> right? And you can have like millions of people listen to it, and then like some idiots will be like, "Fuck, Mars is made out of cheese." Mm-mm. You know, like the the idea of like the reason why you have like these filters is to to some extent make sure that like there is some reliability to the information you're you're conveying. Yeah. So like uncensored is good but it's also kind of like like it just presents a new set of challenges that you need to be able to deal with. Okay. What what would you say the biggest like the biggest challenge with like apart like that because I see it as the like, I completely agree with you that there are pros and cons to it and I guess with a podcast you could also kind of convey a certain message or a certain you know, certain idea that you want like people to like buy into or whatever. So what would you say, I guess, the advantages and the disadvantages to starting a podcast? Yeah, so, so, um, so like, so, yeah, so the the main, there is a, there is a guy called Kyle Kalinsky. Kyle heard, Kalinsky. Yeah, have you heard of him? No, who's, uh, he's, who's uh, he, he hosts like a, a thing called, uh, what's it called? Like secular talk or something. Okay. Anyway, he's basically like the way I see it. He's like the evolution of news. Okay, like when interesting. We, when we think of uh, yeah, he's also like he's been on Joe Rogan like a few times. Cool guy. I really I really like his stuff. So so the way like news work right now is you. Um, so let's say you're uh, in the in the states at least because that's like that's where like the media that I'm more familiar most familiar with. Okay. Uh, let's say you're like you're a liberal, like you lean left or whatever you would open the channels that you care about. So, uh, or like the channels that more, um, you relate like to align with your worldview. Mm-hmm. So like MSNBC or CNN or whatever it is. And they will, and like, they will see shit that they know their viewership want to hear. So they'll be like, Oh, Donald Trump is horrible. Like whatever. These guys are amazing. Like the Democrats are, well, Hillary Clinton is like the best person ever, whatever it is. And, uh, and like but like the way it works is like you're looking at the person talking and do you know that like they're just basically uh, like a link in the chain like there's someone who writes this shit there's someone who produces this shit there's someone who like uh whatever like types it into like and and this the the the, the person who's talking is just someone who's reading of a teleprompter yeah this is absolutely not this person's view like it's just like Someone who looks good and can read. Yeah, you're the medium that I'm just. Pre- I'm the medium that is just presenting this message. Yeah. So yeah. like, it's just like it's just propaganda, like factory. Sure. You know, like the, whoever is writing it is writing it for a very different set of reasons. Mm-hmm. But like with like someone, uh, and again, like on the other side. So if you go like on Fox News, it's just like people who just like, oh, Donald Trump is fantastic. Donald Trump is whatever. But you know that the talking heads, like they call them. Mm. Like these are not their ideas. These are not your views. These are the views of other people up in the chain, and you're just the person who's like the last link in the chain between between uh, the the channel or whatever the, the the network and and the viewer. The the thing about these new guys, like so, I wouldn't say it's a podcast, but it's, it's podcast ish. Uh, it's alternative media, I guess the name for it. But it's when someone is speaking, at the very least, you know, like this is his ideas. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. even if it's like, if I disagree with you, I know for a fact that you're not, like, you're not just 
part of like a huge chain. Like mm. if Scott Kalinske is talking at me, it's Scott Kalinske talking at me. Yeah. And then like the opposite side, so like a conservative, we're just talking about Ben Shapiro. If Ben Shapiro is talking at me, I know it's Ben Shapiro talking at me. So like there is at least I can like calibrate what this person is saying. It's not like, you know, like it's a huge machine and, you know, the information is, is created somewhere in the middle. It's like, oh, this is what this person believes. And then you can like kind of, so the reason we, I think you can calibrate is because you can like start to build a relationship with the person uh, in a sense that like I know that you believe in this and you don't believe in that. And, you know, the more I listen to you, the more I understand who you are as a person. Yeah. So then when you come at me with a new idea, I'm I'm partly taking the idea in its own merit, but I'm also like judging it against your background. So like, you know, so... um um. The do do you know? Have you heard of Andrew Yang? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah he was one of the Democratic yeah, uh, yeah. candidates, right? Yeah, yeah, cool guy, very cool guy. His idea was sick. UBI. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty cool idea. It's yeah. it's but all those ideas, they they it sounds great, but you're also a bit like mm, like I don't like not that it's not possible, but you know it's not going to be that simple to implement something like yeah. that. Yeah, let's circle back to Andrew Yang because like okay, yeah, because he's he's a very interesting dude. So uh so. Yeah, so, so with someone like this Kyle Kalinske dude, who's like very like Bernie Sanders all the way type guy. Uh, when he talks about Andrew Yang, he's like, yeah, UBI is this or UBI is that. When he talks about UBI, I can like put that in reference to what I know he already believes in. So he believes in X, Y, Z. So when he talks about uh, a new idea, I can like there there's context to it. If he's like, if he's like um, praising it, he's praising it from a. I understand where he, where his background is. If he's like, you know, shooting it down, I can again like, so like there, like it's more nuanced than than just someone saying, oh, UBI is fantastic, or UBI because I I have a relationship with the person. Sure. But when you're just like watching a random news channel and they're like saying, oh, like UBI is this or UBI is that, it's like who's telling me this? Mm-hmm, I got you. you. Know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, it, yeah. You, is this really what you, as a presenter, is this really what you believe? Or? It's definitely not what you believe. But yeah. Who, who, who in this chain doesn't believe in this idea yeah, that yeah. got got you to say this? Okay. And what is that person's background? Why is that person against it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so like, I think like the future of media is just people like. Just random people who are, uh, uh, I guess, informed and they're just like, uh, everyone's voicing their opinion. So you're going to have like a huge range. Uh, basically, I'm listening to people like convey their genuine opinions. But then uh, you lose the, uh, like, the, 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 the value of institutional fact-checking. You, if you just have people like saying what they believe, like you're much more susceptible to like misinformation and like fake news and all that shit. You're like, yeah, where's the credibility behind like what you're saying? Yeah. So like you're just going to have to like invent like new uh, mechanisms for, um, I guess that's a problem that like Facebook and whatever have right now is people saying you can't just be, you're you're not a news network, you're not a channel, you're not, um, uh, what's the word? Like you're not, uh, um, what's the word, man? Like I, nobody's like you're not accountable for what you're mm, putting mm, out there. Exactly, exactly. Like anybody can say any shit, and like through Facebook, you'll just send it to millions of people. And Facebook, like, well, that's not us, you know. That's whoever that person is. Yeah, they have no but accountability. Accountability, exactly. That's the word. 
um but they're but they're like they are the platform they are like the like tool that people are using to spread this information but then when they get into the point where they're like um like they decide who should speak and who shouldn't speak then their own like prejudices come into play yeah you basically become like an any other network if you're exactly. if you're getting involved in like exactly. project you want to like project it, not allow these things to be said or allow this news yeah. to be shared exactly so like so like you're right back where you started except now you're online exactly so like how do you solve for that that's and a good question so um it's the like the best way i can think of it is is just essentially like layer uh layer the process so you have like people who uh through podcasts or podcast like uh mediums they say what they want to say they share their opinions and they're allowed to lie they're allowed to spend spread misinformation as much as they want uh you're as the 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 platform that's provide so the social media platform let's say you're not accountable for what they're saying you know the persons could be saying like the worst like most uh like craziest thing ever and you're just putting it out there you have no influence of on what is being said but then a second layer would be uh like basically fact checkers okay so you would have a bunch of like basically you would start a podcast or you would start a, a channel on youtube or whatever and your job is to fact check other people and you would give them a rating ah, or something like that okay so okay. basically um so let's say i would listen to uh so this Kyle Kalinsky guy yeah because I trust his opinions and I trust whatever and you know he's you know I think what he's saying is interesting uh but then I would see what different fact checkers say about his uh about his content so someone would give him a rating of 7 out of 10 someone would give him a rating of 3 out of 10 uh and then I would essentially use the fact checkers as another reference point so I would say okay this is this particular fact checker and say he has his own channel he talks about his own stuff I'm like okay I agree with this guy um and then i would look at other people that he or she uh rates highly and i'll be like okay let let me listen to these people uh and you can layer it as much as you want you can have two layers three layers and you'll basically over time you'll weed out the people who who Talking are just bullshit. they're yeah they're just chatting shit like mm. you like basically everyone's just going to give you a, a, a zero out of 10 otherwise their own credibility is questioned Okay. So like the more misinformation so so the first layer is just you say whatever you want. The second layer is you can say whatever you want, but then like you'd quickly lose credibility and like nobody's going to take you seriously. So at that point you have to be more uh like more uh what's the word? Like more sensible about how you uh, like you actually have to be a fact checker. So you have to look at all the shit that this person said in his uh I mean it like one hour plus podcast is probably a lot harder, but like you know these ten fifteen minute segments, mm-hmm. you would like fact check that and you look at everything this person said and be like, okay, I would give this person a rating of X out of ten because this is right and this is wrong and so on. And then a third layer would be they would fact check the fact checker. So and you just it, keep layering it and layering yeah, and layering. And like the more you layer it, the more that true information can can go up and and false information would essentially get weeded out. Do you think that, because uh, I have a question based on that, mm. do you think also with the fact checkers, there could be some issues as well and some bias? Because let's say you're talking bullshit, but I like, I agree with, I like what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll fact check it, but I'll 
you know, I'm going to give it a high rating because or I won't ch fact check that part or I won't talk about, you know, that part. But I like this part and it fits, you know, what I'm doing. So it, that also kind of creates another like those layers. They could work, but don't you think it could also create like a, a the same problem, I guess, that we have right now? Yeah. So so the idea with the layering is, um, OK, so let's just stick to the like called political left and right. So let's say um, so Kyle Kulinski is the leftist guy. And he's just saying whatever he wants to say. Now, let's say I'm a fact checker and I lean left. So I would fact check Kyle Kalinsky and I would, um, be, he's chatting pure shit. And I'm like, yeah, but I kind of like what he's saying. So I will give him a rating of 10 out of 10. But then someone on the right is going to fact check him and he's going to give him a zero out of 10. So as a fact checker, I lose all my credibility. So someone who the someone on the left and on the right give him, gives uh, give them a similar uh, rating is much more reliable than someone where with a divergent mm. rating. Okay. 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 So um, so if I'm calculating, and someone on the right is giving me a ten out of ten, then you know you're saying the truth because okay. like there is like there's nothing wrong in what I'm saying that they can find. Yeah. So uh, so like. The algorithm, I guess, the way it would work is the more convergent the fact checkers are on a particular um, YouTuber or like a news person's opinions or or, or whatever his segments, uh, the more the algorithm would uh, take you higher in the uh, truthfulness list. Okay. And the more convergent the the opinions are, the more likely that at some point somebody is like chatting shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So and like. And the idea of, of layering is it just makes the convergence a lot more systematic, if that makes sense. So you, you'll have uh, you'll have much more people uh, reviewing, if not directly, indirectly reviewing a particular segment. Um, and if if that many people are are converging on a particular on a like yeah on a particular rating out of ten, then it's much more likely that this person is at least not lying to you. Okay. At least not just chatting pure shit. So you're kind of minimizing, I guess, the risk of false information. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a very underdeveloped idea. Like you need to like think about it a lot more. But um, like that's kind of the future of uh, that's the future of news. Yeah. You're not gonna have some. You're not gonna have a gatekeeper that decides what should be said and what shouldn't be said. But like the network as a whole becomes the gatekeeper. Uh, and then like the algorithms over time will just improve and and the quality of information will just improve. At some point, it'll just be, like, it'll get to the point where I can go on this, uh, like, on my, whatever, on my YouTube channel, and I'll just, you know, like I was saying earlier, I'll say, like, the moon is made out of cheese. And this, because it's just pure shit, it's just not even going to register. It's just going to go into whatever, like, the proverbial trash can. It's just going to go out of whatever. Yeah. But then I go, I go on thing and I say, you know whatever like this person said that and I'll, i would just say something that is actually true uh you know people are going to review it and over time you know the more reliable you are as a presenter the higher your your uh your the algorithm will take you and you're more likely to have people actually listen to you and you can still have very diverse opinions so you can still have people on the very far right very far left conservative liberal uh and they're each are giving their opinions but they're not using false information to spread their 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 opinions. That's a it's a very interesting idea because you kind of are for, you're kind of forcing people in a way to like okay you can say whatever the fuck you want, but you have to back it up with like real information. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can't. It's not just oh I think this because of just because this is why I feel this is what I think. No, 
fine, you think this, there's not a problem with that, but give me the facts or like and the proof or the real, like you said, yeah. the real information so that I can, I guess, have that higher rating or be, become believable. You yeah. know? So, so like, so, so the incentive would be, this, the incentive isn't to have people who agree with you rate you highly. The incentive is to have people who disagree with you rate you highly. Ah, uh, exactly. That's what actually gets you a lot of uh, like value through like through this convergence mechanism. Mm, that's so, the credibility. Yeah. So if people who really disagree with you are saying this person is telling the truth, then your opinion just becomes a lot more valid. Of course. And like, yeah, that's that's a lot harder to do nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Why man. do you think like people are uh, like are getting more extreme? <sighs> I don't know, man. Do you think they're getting more extreme? Do you think, like, like if you, like, go back, let's say, 20 years, like, the like, like whatever, whatever, like, position you have, like, the wokesters right now, like, they're just getting ridiculous, man. Like, these, uh... All the guys that are, like, that complain about fucking everything. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm offended by anything you say, and yeah. if your opinion doesn't match mine, like, you're an asshole, or, like, fuck you. Yeah, so like no no no, you're just you're just like you're just being a prick. But like my point is, uh, like the 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 opinions that these people have over time. Like five years ago, was there anyone really thinking about like the whole like trans thing? No, and I don't then all so. of a sudden, like it became a thing, and I'm like, okay, I guess like this is the new thing that we need to like, like whatever, like be careful about. Yeah. But very quickly, it went to the point where, if you're saying a dude that became a chick can't fight in UFC against other women <laughs> you're a, like now you're like like a bigot or something yeah yeah you heard your August thing about that yeah 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 no he makes a very good point man because like he's not again and what he's saying is like he's five years ago this was common sense yeah yeah you could talk about whatever now it's like what is saying that men should not be beating <laughs> up women what it's it's because everything I feel like everything has become so taboo now like I can't have my opinion on everything and I have to be, like you said, like woke and just accept like that this is the situation. Like, fuck you, no. That's not how, that's not how it works. But I don't know why it's become like that. It's fucking annoying, to be honest. Like, again, where you're, everyone's entitled like to their own opinion and stuff. And now you're not even, you're not even, you're not even trying to push an agenda. You're not even allowing there to be a conversation about all these like taboo topics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like even suggesting that a conversation should be had is exactly like, is a sin. exactly yeah you just accept it and move the fuck on yeah how dare you talk about this how dare you this cannot be discussed well, yeah, of course like, you can if you just by mistake like say like uh, say bruce jenner you're the devil yeah <laughs> like, like what the fuck man what do you mean bruce jenner yeah like it's caitlin yeah move yeah the fuck on you know he was a guy for like i don't know 40 plus years but like no fuck you it's you know now um, it has to be called that and it's not like I have a thing against like the whole like trans whatever. It's just that like I just hate the way that people are like presenting the like the the, the conversation. It's like no no no, just no conversation. You just accept this is what we decided is the thing now. Exactly. And if you're not on board, you're a horrible person. Wait, so I was a horrible person and like we were all horrible people in 2014. Yeah, and now before, like Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> happened. Like none of us were like saying like like so uh, th- like a good way of like. Um, Measuring these things is uh, if you just like watch. Oh, sorry. If you just watch, um, uh, like TV shows. So, um, like if you watch like Friends, for example, and you say oh like, my God. "Oh, this person." Like, there's so many things that you're like, "Oh, if this happened today, yeah, yeah, they would die." <laughs> That's so 
so true. Like you make like gay jokes. Yeah. Like a gay joke in Friends is like very like whatever. Yeah. But then like 10 years later, like how I met your mother, you make no gay jokes. Like yeah. We're at a point where like making gay jokes is unacceptable. Yeah. But you can make trans jokes. Yeah, now, you're going not. It just over time, there's more and more like and it's restrictions. actually cringeworthy when you like rewatch this shit on Netflix. You're like, whoa, mm. like this cannot happen today. Mm, exactly. Like the there's um there's a like a I was watching like a an episode of How I Met Your Mother and um I can't remember the context exactly, but like one like Ted or whatever one of the characters was like he he can't date someone or or. Uh, he was saying like this, this, like this girl that he's dating is horrible. Something like that. He was basically dissing this girl, and like the 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 gang was like like basically like guessing like what she said or what she did that made him like not try get a second date or something like that. Mm. So one of the guesses was uh, uh, she um, like she turns out to be she turned out to be a dude or something like that. Like I'm not I'm not doing the the best the good service, but point is you're basically saying if this if this woman is transgender there's a good reason for you to like be like treat her horribly or something like that yeah which at the time like it wouldn't even register to like most of us yeah like you would just watch the show and you're like oh she's a dude and we would just laugh about it and move on mm-hmm. but today like oh she's a dude you'd be like oh no i have to like care about this person not care but what's the word like i have to like I have some compassion, you know, they're going through something. Yeah. It's not like, you, you, you don't just make a joke out of it. Yeah, yeah. So even like wherever you are, it's it's called, the, what's the word for it? It's like the social zeitgeist or whatever. Have you ever heard of that? Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't know how to pronounce that. I just, <laughs> I just read that word. Yeah, zeitgeist. Yeah. Is, that how you, is it German? Sounds like a German uh, word. Probably is. Yeah, so we're at a point where, okay, think about it this way. Okay. At some point, I'm making a very bold prediction here. At some point, um, it's a very weird prediction. Okay, so this is my bold prediction. Please don't attack me for this. <laughs> or, like, whoever like walksters are listening to this, like just like I'm not a horrible person. But here's my prediction. Yeah. At some point, it's gonna be unacceptable to make pedo jokes. You think so? So here, think about it this way. Okay. So the definition of a pedophile is someone who is attracted to like children or whatever it is. Yeah. You only become, it's only a crime to like, if you actually act on this urge. Okay. So at that point you become a child molester. Yeah. So being a child molester is definitely like a horrible thing. 100%. But like, if the logic is uh, like, with whether it's with like the transgender or with like uh gay rights or whatever it is that this is like a natural urge and therefore you can't like uh like this person was born this way therefore you can't criticize it and you have to respect it then why wouldn't that logic apply to pedophilia because it's natural i was just born with this urge to be attracted to children as long as i don't act on it i'm still a pedophile but like you should be you should respect me as a pedophile mm. so so the the difference i guess would be so for for let's say for for a gay dude uh the acting on it if he just removes it, say the religious side of it it's just it's too like consenting adults yeah yeah exactly so like that again remove the religious side it's perfectly moral or whatever it is to no. to to engage in the activity 
with pedophilia because one one of the sides is a child and who can't consent and whatever then it's um then obviously like the, the actual action which is child molestation will almost always be will always be like a crime or or, or frowned upon or whatever the word is yeah but just the urge so if i get up on tv on on a stage or whatever and say i'm a pedophile i'm attracted to children but i'm not going to act on it right now like the word pedophile means you're a horrible person yes just like 50 or 80 years ago whatever the word gay meant that you're a horrible person yeah yeah but like because we evolved to the point where like we accept like gay as like it's perfectly natural it's whatever we should celebrate it gay pride all that shit so at some point like w- we we will take like that the 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 pedophile seriously and we'll be like oh we like there's like we will deal with like treat you with compassion and shit like that and it will like the walksters will get you to the point where you have to accept if you if you make a pedo joke if you just even use the word pedo it'll be like tranny yeah you're an like asshole fi- yeah, yeah like yeah, 15 yeah. years ago if you say tranny it's fine like nobody cares yeah now like it's a it's it's a frowned upon word it's still not like derogatory i guess it is derogatory so technically i shouldn't be saying it but it's it's like it's just not acceptable to like make trans uh, transgender jokes right now uh, but it's perfectly fine to make pedo jokes yeah so at you're some saying point it's gonna be like if you just say like uh if you're like a stand-up comedian and you're talking about like some pedophile dude and you're like oh this pedo did this and this pedo did that the walksters will fucking attack, attack. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like I guess what you're saying is that it almost seems like there's no limit to this wokeness, and it's just gonna get more and more uh, intense and more topics that are what's the word? I guess uh, controversial are be- are gonna become mainstream. Yeah, not just mainstream. That it's almost what my biggest issue with this whole woke like woke thing is that. It's almost like you're f- you're kind of you're forcing people or like you're trying to create like a, a way for people not to be able to have their own opinion on something. And if you know we all this is what we all agree now. And if you don't agree with us, you are the asshole. You are the outsider. You know you are the you are the bad person yeah, because so, you don't because you don't agree with okay, us. Okay, so let's say uh, we all agree that all humans are equal, but you believe that the Aryan race is superior to everyone else. Are you allowed to have that opinion? Probably not today. No, like, yeah. Like, if somebody says, no, I believe that, like, whatever, like, uh, black people or Asian people are subhuman, are yeah. you allowed to have that opinion? No. Is it wrong to not be allowed to have that opinion? I think so. So you should be allowed to, uh, you should be able to, you know, be, like, openly, incredibly racist and people should be okay with that. No, but I think you should be... I think if that's what you if you listen if that's what you believe there's probably a reason like you said there's a reason that you believe that you don't know the person's background you don't know their history I'm not saying it's right but their opinion on that is a valid opinion who am I to judge like that that's how you feel that's how you think yeah, you, know, so, you know what I mean so so I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is if if somebody like if you just meet somebody and he's, he's and he keeps saying that you know us Aryans are like the superhumans uberman or whatever and, and everyone else is subhuman. What would your reaction be to that person? You won't be able to accept him just as a person. You'll have, 
you will you will take some some sort of not offense. I don't know what the word is, but you'll be like, oh, you're a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, you will be the for, out- for thinking you're, that. Yeah, you're yeah. like the outsider or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. So like sixty, eighty years ago, that person wouldn't be the outsider, but today you would definitely be the outsider. It's just a matter of time before, uh, what is what is demonstrably a bad opinion becomes uh like very fringe i guess yeah 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 so the my problem with the walks it's not that like it's not that like like i said like i have no problem with like the whole like transgender thing you do you man do whatever until like, do what yeah, you like, do. until like the whole like thing like blew up in 2015 or whatever i just literally never thought about it yeah it's just yeah. never something that i thought about for whatever reason yeah yeah and like and so when someone makes a like a, a like a transgender joke, I just don't like it. Just doesn't register, you know. I don't I don't feel any sort of way about it. Yeah. But once it became a thing, you didn't give me the time to fully process it. Ah, you automatically okay. decided that okay, if you are not on board straight away, then you are as horrible as the person who believes the Aryans are superior to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, no, no. Give me some time, even though like. In five years or ten years or whatever, I will probably be on your side. But if you just like decide all, all of a sudden over, let's say it was like the way it actually played out, it was um, like that Caitlyn Jenner, like she came out and she said, oh, I'm a woman or whatever. And then like tomorrow, if you don't agree with everything the trans movement uh, like says is, is true, if you don't agree with everything, then you're a horrible person. Yeah. Tomorrow. It's like, give me some time to process it. Like, until yesterday, I never thought about this. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm supposed to just accept it? Yeah, exactly. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like, give me some time. I'm, by your definition, I'm going to be a horrible person for, like, these few years. But eventually, I'll come on your side. And, like, your, your challenge is to, like, deal with the transition as smoothly as possible. But by rejecting people and, like, throwing shame and whatever at them you're making that transition a lot less smooth than it needs to be. And it's going to permanently um, like put people off. So you're going to you're gonna have people who will, for the rest of their life, be anti-transgender because of the experiences that they went through when the whole like movement like became mainstream in 2015 or 2016. I think that's a very good point you mentioned about the, the time, the time aspect and... You know, because of our different backgrounds, because of our different, you know, what if it's re- religious belief, cultural belief, social beliefs, like some of these things are completely like go complete, you know, some things go completely against, you know, how like certain people like were raised and stuff like that. So if like you correctly said, if you're not giving me at least the time to understand it, the time to become comfortable with it. And not only that, you're like forcing me. You're not like even presenting like you're not like even presenting it to me in like the right way. You're not even presenting like, hey man, why don't you consider it like from this perspective? You're like, no, you have to do this, <laughs> and it fucking has to be now. And if you don't, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, do you know the what I mean? Same as the Aryan ex- superior fucking race ex- guy. Exactly. Like, exactly. No, I'm not, man. No, give, uh, me, yeah. like, give me a few years. Like, exactly. So this was like five years ago. Over the last five years, I kind of like full on like came on that side with some exceptions so like you know yeah, like of course you still have your own person and yeah. whatever it is i still you know i still think this is like a great area yeah but generally speaking i'm like very like pro whatever the move the walkers are actually yeah, yeah but it just took me some time to get there and you have to be okay with me taking my time to get there yeah exactly and also you made a very good point that 
you know how because it's so it feels nowadays this whole woke thing feels so forced and it's so also so aggressive like you correctly said not only you're not giving me the time because of this there's also now you're giving also um probably a higher chance for me to never become okay with yeah, this exactly. because like you know you're forcing me to do this you know what if this is not i've never even thought of this i've never even considered this yeah. and it could be completely against everything i believe so who the fuck are you for me to listen to you yeah as well and the problem with like the whole walk series is like how fucking inconsistent they are inconsistent so okay so um i don't know let me think of an example um so okay so let's just stick to the whole like transgender thing okay so in order to like buy into the whole transgender argument it's that uh like there is a male brain and a female brain and like you were born in a male body but you have a female brain and so you want to do like a sex change operation mm-hmm. to have your body uh match your brain or your identity or whatever it is yeah but then the feminists are the complete opposite so the whole like feminism is based on the idea that there is no such thing as male brain and female brain like everyone is equal you just happen to have a like male reproductive parts or female reproductive parts and because there's no difference between male brains and female brains therefore there shouldn't be any differences in uh like pay gap for example so the fact that women get paid uh, 70 cents on the dollar for for whatever a man gets paid uh the only reason why that's the case is because of systematic uh sexism yeah because we have the exact same brain. So if you believe that main bra- uh, man brain and female, uh, sorry, male brain and female brain are different, then that could be used as an excuse to justify the gender pay gap. Yeah. So if you're saying that it should be like the ratio should be one to one, it's only because you believe male brain and female brain are the same. Okay. So like, what which, what am I supposed to believe? Am I taking like the feminists like uh, opinion, or am I taking the transgender opinion? Or am I not even gonna think about it, and I'm just gonna like clap for whichever walkster like comes my way, and like, which is kind of like I guess like what 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 people are doing now. Because if you go to like your typical like walkster and you're like, uh, how do you feel about feminism? Like, oh, fantastic, fantastic, they're all right. Like, and then how do you feel about transgender? Oh, fantastic, fantastic, they're all right. Like, which one is it? You know, like like you clearly haven't thought about this shit. Yeah. Because like once you think about it, you realize that oh. It's inconsistent. One of you has to be wrong. You probably, in all probability, you're both wrong. But at least one of you is wrong. But you can't be a walkster and say and 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 say either feminists or trans rights uh, activists are wrong. You get attacked by by all sides for sure. So like the way to be a walkster is to kind of like not think about, not think deeply about these things. Uh, not like, um, you know, like. You 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 basically go with the flow as opposed to like and in a sense that's even worse because you're not saying I agree with this transgender person because he makes or she makes good um, points. You're saying I agree with you because other walkers tell me to agree with you. So I'm not even like giving you the justification you deserve. Yeah, and yeah. again with feminism, I'm I don't agree with feminism because I think it's the right thing to do. You're saying I agree with feminism because society tells me to agree with feminism, which is literally the same as someone who is like an incredibly like sexist pig saying I'm a sexist pig because society tells me to be a sexist pig. Like you're the same person. You're the exact same person. Yeah. Like if you want to be a feminist, sure. But at least be like agree with what these people are saying 
and then hold that opinion. But if you just say I'm a feminist without really thinking about it, then are you really a feminist? Are you doing like more damage than good to the whole like feminism thing? Yeah, are you? You're not like critically thinking about what you're like what you're what, about that topic. You know about these kind of topics. You know, yeah, you're just you, riding you, the wave. Yeah, you're just helping uh, helping on the bandwagon. You know, like oh, this is what society thinks. So khalas. So like it's almost like you know remove the thing remove the thing i'm not even gonna think i'm gonna just remove the thing and be like a be like a sheep and just like follow you like follow whatever the fuck you know people say and people want to do and so not come up with my own opinion and own thoughts and own like yeah. just analyze I'm, I'm not saying there's no right and wrong and you know what i mean it's just like analyzing the situation like whatever you decide is fine but come to that thing yourself Look at the facts, do yeah. the research, do all that, and then be like, okay, I agree with this, I don't agree with this. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to make everyone happy, man. You're, not, you're never going to make everyone so happy. So I'm going to make a second bold uh, prediction. I like this. Make Ahmed's predicting the future, guys. <laughs> my, my second bold prediction is uh, Western civilization is done. What do you mean by that? So um, if you go back, let's say... 500 years ago or so the average person living in Europe was pretty much their their existence was very similar to someone who's living in let's say the Middle East or India or China if you look at it in terms of like incomes in terms of standards of living in terms of whatever life was pretty much the same obviously culturally different but like you can't say like the west is leading the world or the east is leading the world it was just pretty much the same around like the year 1400 there were began like a divergence between Europe and the rest of the world. So you had like the uh, Enlightenment, the Renaissance, and then Enlightenment, and then yeah, like yeah. scientific revolution and whatever. And then like Europe, just the average person in Europe is a lot wealthier, a lot, uh, their standard of living is a lot higher. Uh, their access to say technology or whatever was just significantly uh, more than everyone else. And then Europe kind of dominated the world, extended into North America. But so the so Western civilization basically dominated the world. That's why we're speaking in English right now, and there's no two white people or in 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 Europe speaking in Arabic or Chinese or whatever it is. So the the reason why the divergence happened is called the Great Divergence. So the reason why that happened is because uh, uh, European philosophy just kind of like. Uh, what's the word? It kind of just got better, I guess. That's kind of what the Renaissance is. It's kind of like uh, just people started thinking about shit in, in in better ways. So like someone in the Middle East would be like, why is this particular thing happening? And the answer would always be because God wanted it so. And that's like the most useless like answer to anything because it doesn't help you with anything, right? But then when... Uh, I, I a European would be like, oh, it happened because of X, Y, Z. And they would start, you know, seriously think about, you know, why are wars, like, happening? Why are why are kings in charge instead of parliaments and so on? And eventually that gets you to republics, it gets you to democracy, it gets you to whatever. Whereas someone in the Middle East would not even think about these things. And, you know, you would just kind of stay in, like, the same old system that you've had for thousands of years. So Western civilization... Im- Im- the divergence was because of like Western philosophy, and like the, that philosophy is kind of like running out. We're running on fumes, or the West is running on fumes. Like the ideas they came up with 
four or five hundred years ago, they are quickly becoming irrelevant. Mm. Just as irrelevant as say, so like, um, like a thousand years ago, the the Arab world was dominant was like the dominant power. Yeah, because they had good philosophy, but like nothing of value has been written in the Arab language in about a thousand years. Literally nothing. Like maybe some short stories here and there, but like no real philosophy has come out of the Arab world. So that's why the Arab world has kind of been stuck. Unless you have oil, you are a backward country. It's That's pretty much the rule in, in, in the Middle East because there's no philosophy. The West is becoming like what the Arabs uh, became a thousand years ago. They're running out of philosophy. They're running out of ideas. And they're just holding on to what at some point are going to become incredibly outdated ideas and it's going to lead to a complete collapse of uh, of, uh, of Western civilization. Do you have an example of... Because uh, I don't... To be honest, I don't know anything about, you know, like the history of that and like all the philosophies that, you know, contributed to that. So is there any example... Do you have any examples that you see are currently like running out at the moment? Yeah, so I would say democracy is a pretty good one. So like democracy was... Uh, um, so if you have a system where where some guy is running the country because he's he was a better warrior than some other guy and now he's like running a society for a few million people it's like okay sure but then who's gonna run the society after you yeah we'll have my son run the society okay cool what about after okay i'll have his son run the society at some point someone down along this chain is going to be a terrible ruler and it's just going to like do terrible things to his people and that's been like the um the the short version of Western civilization. You just have like a bad king, a bunch of good kings, and then a bad king, and he fucks shit up for the rest of his dynasty. And some other guy like gets in a horse and fights him in a war, and he takes his throne. So the idea of democracy was like, how about we choose a guy? Like, how about like we don't just have like some dude there because like his father was, was a good warrior. Where we choose a guy because of like he happens, it's all, almost always a guy. So we'll choose a guy because... He showed some whatever leadership or whatever it is. So, uh, so like democracy became a thing. So in the Arab world, we still don't have democracy. But the problem is, like democracy in the West is like falling apart fast. Partly because of what I was saying earlier about the, uh, um, you know, people becoming more more extremists. So if you think about, um, like. You know, so so if you just look at, let's say, American presidents, every Republican president gets much more ridiculous than the the president before him. Like, remember when, like, George Bush was president and people were like, oh, what a fucking idiot. Well, he was a genius compared to what there is now. Exactly. He was a fucking Einstein compared to this but, guy. But, like, then, but then, like, if you, you know, if, like, when Obama became, became the, the president, people were like, oh, he's a, like, well, at least the, the, Republicans are like, oh, he's a fucking socialist. He wants to give people health care. Like, how fucking dare you? Why aren't they dying in the street? And now you have, like, Bernie Sanders, who is like, let's not have billionaires. Like, how like how about we make that a thing? And it's just a lot more extreme than what Obama was. Yeah. And it's just, like, every Republican is a lot more extreme than the last one, and every Democrat is a lot more extreme than the last one. And eventually you're going to have, like, someone who's, like, uh basically like it's like if you think if you think this is ridiculous you don't know what's going to be happening in, in in 15 years when like by all standards like like 
so when um, 20 years ago, the, 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 the elections were between George Bush and Al Gore. This is the 2020 elections. And if you just go back and watch what like, the media was saying, people were like, oh, how, like, how in the world did we end up with these two ridiculous people? Like, where did all the, the normal, like, mainstream, like, you know, people go? How do we end up with these, like, extreme whatever candidates? And it's nothing compared to the extremeness of, like, Trump versus Sanders today. Mm-hmm. And that is nothing compared to what we're going to have in about 15 years. And we just see, like, the trajectory of democracy just kind of falling apart. Like, you're not, it's no longer um, the way to get good leadership. And if you compare it to, let's say, China, where it's very much a dictatorship, so to speak, but they're actually getting, like, competent people in charge, right? They're not just, they're, like, they're able to think 10, 15, 20 years ahead. Whereas, like, with America, you have, like, Obama's like, oh, let's make a deal with Iran. And then Trump said, fuck Iran. Let's, like, throw away that deal. And then you get... Uh, like you know, Bernie Sanders like, hey, let's go make a deal with Iran. It's like, okay, where, like, what, what's, what's happening here? Like, why are we switching every five years? Yeah. Like, if I'm Iran, why am I going to sign a deal with Bernie Sanders if I know that next ridiculous guy is just going to tear it apart? But if I make a deal with China, I know that shit is going to stick. I know they're not going to flip flop. So, like, it's actually like, if you had to choose, are you going to like choose a, the, the ridiculousness of the American democracy or even like? Like even like England, man, or like Britain, you're getting like that that Boris, yeah, like that fucking ridiculous human being, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then like he compared to like the Chinese guy, you know, like okay, like there's a big fucking difference in like IQ and like stability and in rhetoric and whatever. But then like the Chinese guy is just like killing people for no fucking reason. It's like, oh, do you not believe like Chinese whatever? Let's just go die or go to com- concentration camp or whatever. So it's not like this guy's a good guy. It's just you can't point to the to democracy and say that's a better system. Like, you can't tell the Chinese, why don't you have democracy when you're looking at democracy sort of failing in the West. Yeah. And, like, you can't even make the argument in the Middle East. Like, you know, what's the argument? You know, why would you go to, like, someone who has a, you know, like, their, their country's stable, you know, they have, like, good laws, they have, like, their people are happy. You're like, you know what? You need democracy. Like, no, fuck you. We don't need democracy. Like, we're perfectly good the way we are. Yeah. Like, if anything, democracy is going to make shit worse. Like, that's what happened in Egypt. Like, they had they had a dictatorship. They overthrew the dictatorship. They got democracy. And democracy brought them a much, much, much worse, like, not candidate, I guess, like, whatever, like a system. Because it was like the, the Islamic whatever. Like, if those, like, if those guys, like, took charge of Egypt they would have fucked shit up. So, like, they managed to get rid of the, whatever, like, the democratically elected guy and bring another, like, military dude. And it's like, oh, we're back where we started. And, like, we don't like, we we really hate the, like, the military being in charge. But we tried democracy, and it gave us a much worse system. So we're, like, literally between a rock and a hard place. Like, where do we go from here? And, like, you have nowhere to go because there's no philosophy. There's no ideas. Like, what are the ideas? The, I- the the only alternative to any other system right now is democracy. Like, the rating is how democratic is your country. But, like, when you try democracy and it fails, where do you go from there? Do you stick with, like, a military dictatorship? You Like, there is no good answers. Why? Because nobody's, like, come up with any good philosophy in, in a long time. Why do you think... Um 
the world at the moment seems to be like like you, like the point you made going the, as can you know it's it's interesting because as connected as we are now as like as people like you know probably the most connected we've ever been like in the history of the world but everyone seems to be like going up away from each other do you know what i mean yeah like you're like this okay you could have been you could have been like uh, I, i'm on this side and you're on that side but now it's almost like doubled down on that Do yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's even more like you said extreme yeah in that sense like looking like you mentioned like looking at europe now look at all the guys that are being elected right now they're all like super like fucking <laughs> like conservative yeah, and like, either right, like ridiculously know. conservative or like ridiculously like liberal and like not no middle game no yeah, middle ground. exactly you know it's not like i can be i can but and it's be, just gonna get much worse i mean i have a theory but like i don't think it's a i don't think it's a good theory but i think it's the better than anyone else's theory so <laughs> of course it's your theory <laughs> nobody of course it's fucking like that what's the theory so um um so let's say you have a you have a you have a cake okay and uh like that's kind of like like the economy is a cake right so okay just okay from your experience think of like your smartest friends okay what do they do for a living well this comes back to <laughs> there i guess some are in finance you know some have their own businesses so it's a hard question to answer because everyone i like if I look around, everyone's kind of doing something well in their yeah, you know, yeah, whatever they're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. You know so what I mean? Like okay, like okay, Dubai is probably not a good example. But if you just look at let's say uh, Harvard grads, for example, okay, a big portion of them get into three. There's three main fields. So there is uh, finance, law, tech. and consulting. Oh, okay. So tech is the exception to the rule. Tech is very much the exception to the rule. But outside of tech, smart people go into these three fields. Um, and and these none of these fields are actually building anything. So you're not creating wealth. So like, um, I, I'm gonna, uh, uh, I think, I think it was, I think it's Peter Thiel. Okay, so I'll try to like paraphrase like a, a point he made. Okay. So um, these three fields are kind of like, so like finance, you're not really building anything. You're just like, like reallocating capital structures. Like law, you're not really building anything. You're just uh, sort of uh, your service. Ma- yeah, like there, you're just like managing disputes or whatever it is. Like consulting, you're just like squeezing out extra efficiencies, as opposed to making the like like making something from new, right? Uh, in a sense, these three fields are like the frosting in the cake. It's not the cake itself. So you have all your talented people trying to like make the frosting better and nobody's making the cake any bigger or any better or anything like that. Interesting analogy. Okay. So like the the the, the cake is like manufacturing or uh, engineering or whatever. These are people actually building things, right? So these microphones, these houses, whatever, these are all things that are built by engineers or whatever. But the smartest engineers are going to finance. The smartest scientists are going to consulting. Right, all the talent true. is going from baking the cake to making the frosting. The frosting isn't gonna fill you. It's just gonna like, oh, it's, it tastes better, but it's not going to like, uh, you know, 
he's like a pie analogy or whatever it is. Like you want the cake to be as big as possible, as good as possible. And then sure, you want some frosting, but the cake is the important thing. Yeah. And we're not, like no talent is going into the cake. So um, the the problem with that is um, if you, so if the cake is growing, then uh, everybody is better off. So the rich get richer, sure, but the poor are also also get richer. The middle class gets richer. Everyone, like you can have a you know extra slice, you can have extra slice, you can have an extra slice. Okay, I took a bigger slice as the rich person, but you're all sort of sort of better off. When the cake stops growing, the only way for me to have a slice like a, a larger slice is if you have a smaller slice. Right, so it becomes a zero sum game. I win when you lose. That definitely wasn't the case, say, 50 years ago when, like, the whole economy was growing. But now it definitely is the case. So the only way the rich get rich is if the poor get poor. Um, it's called it's called monetary policy. But that's a different point. Ooh, bring back to, <laughs> bring <laughs> yeah, back so, to so fucking very, economics yeah. days. <laughs> very, very, anyway, so, um, so you end up with a system where you you the, the incentives aren't aligned you you have people in the streets going and you know like occupy wall street like you know fuck the bankers the bankers or whatever and then the bankers are like honestly i'm just like doing my job like i'm not really trying to hurt anyone i'm just trying to do my job and if you if you like speak to uh, the average like you know like someone who works in a bank let's say in london they pay something like 60% in tax yeah like their total tax incidence is probably over 60% your income tax is about fifty percent, but then you pay VAT, like twenty percent of everything you spend. You pay like, you know, like all these ridiculous taxes. So about sixty, let's say sixty-five percent of your income is taxed. Is taxed. That's two thirds of your income. So if you start working in January, until like October, sorry, until like August, you're working for the government, and then it's only after that that you start working for yourself. And you have people on the street saying you're stealing their their money and you're not paying your fair share. It's like how much more should I be paying? Right? If I'm paying sixty something percent and that's not fair, what is fair? Seventy, eighty? If if we get to eighty, do you think people are going to stop trying to occupy Wall Street? No. So you end up where you end up with a system where because because the pie isn't growing for me as like a person with a good job and, and, and decent living, I'm just trying to protect my, my interest, right? Like 60% should be enough. And like, at, we still haven't got to the wave of like socialism, right? We still haven't got the Jeremy Corbyn, the Bernie Sanders. And if they get in charge, they're going to make shit a lot fucking worse for the quote unquote productive people. So like the people who are earning high income, they were, they're going to get these taxes way, way, way up. And then on the other side, when you have like the the right fingers, so you have like your uh, your Trump or your whatever, they're saying fuck rich people, go somewhere and die. We're not gonna, you know, we're we're just gonna like lower the taxes for for the rich. So, so I guess the point is the 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 people are going into extremes because the pie is not growing. Ah, uh, I see what you mean. Okay. When when the right wingers are in charge, they're trying to push the agenda to kind of protect their interests, and they keep going more and more and more extreme. But then when the socialists get in charge, they're like, "Oh fuck, sixty five percent tax? That's nowhere near enough. Let's get it to like ninety percent." And that's literally what well, we're talking about marginal rates. But it just and so so that's like 
at the fundamental level and then uh everything on top of that just kind of gets layered so this the social aspect of it also becomes a lot more extreme so then you have the walkers on the left and the conservatives on the right and everybody's kind of going in their own like different direction whereas like 60 years ago or 50 years ago or whatever probably 60 years ago now when uh when the pie was growing people were like converging so if you're on the left you become more to the right if you're on the right you become more to the left and then you end up somewhere in the middle and then once the pie stopped growing around like let's say 1980 people just moved away from the middle and everyone just kind of like kept going more and more and more extreme and it's just not going to stop anytime soon man <coughs> the the thing the thing is with like all that i just struggle to find a way or to think of a way that because again at the end of the day you're not going to make everyone happy and as people we're all going to work in our own best interest if you can help someone like if at the end of the day if you can help someone else great sure but at the end of the day like you don't give a fuck about me i have to give i'm the only person who gives a fuck about me i have to take care of myself do you know what i mean so i i don't see a way that you're going to make everything kind of come together or I, i don't see I, i personally i don't i don't know i just maybe i don't know enough so what would you do you see a way for things to come together yeah you're asking me to solve the, the world's problems right now well i'm asking you for your you came up you've given me predictions and theories so i'm like yeah fucking solve the problem then <laughs> okay prediction what, what number you, three. yeah what do you yani what do you think what do you yeah, think cuz so i i can't see a way okay so bold prediction number three. um it's not really a bold prediction it's just i'm i'm um you know i'm parroting some other people here so um once like once artificial intelligence like actually like hits properly once you have like serious artificial intelligence like basically every idea that we came up with before that just quickly becomes irrelevant literally every idea Okay, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Give me Okay, so um so so like think of like think of like artificial intelligence like like aliens landing on earth. Okay. Once aliens land on earth, like extremely superior aliens land on earth. The question of who is in charge and how do we decide who is in charge is no longer relevant. Like like oh, let's like all like pitch in and decide that this person should be our leader so no 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 the alien is in charge and there's nothing you can do about it you know what i mean like democracy or kings or or monarchy or whatever that's no longer relevant if you have a fucking alien overlord right so ai is going to get to the point where uh like you know so so okay so um uh one of the one of the let's say philosophies of of the enlightenment so one of the reasons why the west managed to uh diverge from everyone else like we were saying earlier is because uh they have um they 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 figured out that uh decentralized systems are a lot more efficient than centralized systems so uh democracy versus mon- so monarchy is a centralized system the power is in the hand of one person democracy is decentralized so the power is in the hands of the masses yeah um the the economic version of this is 
um, is so yeah, you have like a feudalistic system where like the king and the nobility have all the the land and all the wealth and all whatever, and then people decided that no 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 let's have capitalism where anyone with a good idea and like the uh, ability to like execute on it can uh, become like the wealthiest like anyone has the chance to become the wealthiest person in the country mm-hmm. kind of so to speak that wasn't really the case when like the king was always the richest person uh, before capitalism. So uh, so capitalism, democracy, these are all examples of like decentralization. When uh, like the problem, the reason why like uh, communism failed is because it tried to like re-centralize uh, the economy and re-centralize the sh- in, in the hands of the political party. So instead of just having people like start their own businesses, all businesses are owned by the government. You know, everything, all investments are done by the government. You're re-centralizing the system. And it's just, it was perf- It was just true that decentralized systems are more efficient, which is why communism failed. Communism, yeah, communism failed. Uh, decentralization was just much more efficient. Um, with AI, it might just prove that centralization is a lot more efficient because now the central person isn't just some idiot king. The central person is an incredibly super intelligent AI. In fact, the central well, entity is much smarter than everybody else combined. So, so um, if you okay, so so if you look at let's say like a perfectly free economy, free market economy, uh, I start a restaurant that serves this particular food. You start a business that serves that particular uh, good. And everyone decides, like, oh, this food is good. Let's go to that restaurant more. And then that restaurant's open more branches and so on. If you just have, like, the government decide that what food tastes good and what food doesn't, you're going to end up with, with the crappy food. So simply because the government isn't smarter than everyone else combined. Now, what if the government is an incredibly smart super AI and it can make much better decisions for us than we can for ourselves? And it can very accurately decide how many McDonald's there should be, how many uh, sushi restaurants there should be. Is just like is decentralization still the best system? No. Is democracy still the best system? No. Now dictatorship becomes much more efficient. Now countries that are uh, highly centralized, very much less free, become much wealthier. Um, much more advanced, much uh, in a, well, maybe not happier, but at least in the material sense, they become better off. So if I'm like a like a you know a country like Sudan, like so just an African country who just got their uh, you know just managed to get democracy, mm-hmm. why would I go with democracy when I can just get like a like a AI dictator who decides everything for me and the evidence shows that the AI dictator is just much better at improving standards of living than democracy is. Am I still going to like fumble around and try to be a democratic country or am I just going to get the dictator to run shit and guarantee that standards of living improve? Until recently, every country that that became more decentralized benefited and every country that became more centralized uh, were worse off including China, which is probably like the most centralized country in the world right now, they were much more centralized in the 60s and, and, and the 70s. 
by the 80s they became they began to you know decentralize so they allowed people to start their own businesses and shit like that and they benefited because they decentralized but now with ai china's gonna be like oh, all right hold on let's go back to centralization because this is much more efficient and it's just gonna massively improve standards of living for people so w- what do you do then do you like like mm-hmm. the last 500 years of, of thinking, of democracy, of free markets, of economics, you literally just throw it out the window. And like nobody has like any good answers, mainly because nobody's thinking about it, mainly because like we're like watching Netflix and Donald Trump being <laughs> an idiot and shit. And like the only part of the world where, uh, where, where people are even remotely capable of thinking about things is the West. And the West is quickly losing that ability. Do you think, because it's interesting that you um, have you brought up AI, because that's something I think about sometimes as well. Like, what do you think about, you know how Elon Musk talks about one, like, yes, AI is great, but we're getting to a point, like, with the amount it's, like, advancing and the capabilities and stuff, we're going to get to a point that's going to be, like, fucking, like, what was that movie? Uh, like an ex machina kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. that possibility. Do you think that's a, like that can actually happen? It's hard. It's it's hard to fathom that something like that could happen. But at the same time, you know, maybe I don't know. So it like it it it's almost definitely will happen. But it it almost definitely will happen in a way that we can't even predict right now. Okay. So like whatever like it's not like it'll it'll play out like this movie or that movie, like if a particular movie says uh, or suggests that things will happen this way, that's a pretty good indication that these that things will not happen that way. The way these things are gonna play out is gonna be like whoa, like we like nobody saw this coming, nobody thought AI is gonna do what it what it's doing, <coughs> and. It's like the the example was mentioned earlier, which is like aliens. Like if aliens land on Earth, what happens next? Like you ne- <laughs> like you can't even like remotely predict that. That's literally what AI is going to be. It's like aliens landing on Earth. Anything after that is like there's no point even thinking about it. Like it's just like so like how it's like is it going to be like good or bad? Is it going to try to work like wipe us out? Is it going to like make our lives better? All the above, are we gonna like cease to exist? I don't know. It's it's a scary thought to think that that could happen. Like for but it will like, happen. But not only like maybe it will. Maybe it will. I hopefully like, mainly because so so the reason why so what I was saying earlier is like the only part of the world that can seriously think about these things is the West, and it's not doing that, with like some few exceptions here and there. But like China kind of got to the point where they have the technical ability to build their own AI and they are really not thinking about shit. Like they are really just like, oh, can I make money building this? Okay, let's build it. But like, okay, so you're going to destroy the earth? Fuck it, yeah, why not? I can make $100,000. So like, I'm good, yeah, I'm good. Fuck the rest. If it was just like the walkthroughs in California who are like building, building AI, I'm like, okay, maybe you have the chance. But once you have like the Chinese government involved, like yeah, yeah we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, we're fucked. Yeah, like no chance. We no. have zero hope. So the other day, I can't remember what I was doing, but I had some issue with like my one of my like I think the website or something. 
and there was like a like a live chat box okay mm. uh and i'm like okay let me just fucking write i'll write to these, maybe someone will like answer so someone answered okay and it was like hi i'm uh, he was called darwin okay mm. and he's asking me like all these like like I had a full-on conversation with this yeah. this guy or this thing, <laughs> the bot. Yeah, literally. But like, by the end of it, like I finished and like whatever sorted out the thing for me. But like, he's asking me questions and I'm replying as I would reply to like a human being. Yeah. And then I'm like, at points it would take time and then answer me. So I think, oh, this is a guy, and he's like thinking of his answer. But then also other times, like you, I'd write something and then I get like four things. I'm like, this cannot be a human. You know, this cannot be a human. But like at the end of it, I remember I'm like, my brain was so fucked. I'm like, what just happened? What? Like I had a full on, like I was having a full on conversation with a thing that I knew it wasn't a person, but it's answering me like a person. And it's. Yeah, and how do you deal with it? I'm fully, you know what I mean? I'm like, if this is what this shit is doing now, like. I'm fucked. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know how like, like we're talking about like AI and like it's like developing at a rapid rate and whatever. I also think about, or they talk, people talk about how AI, like a lot of businesses now are using like AI and stuff and how it's going to make like job, like certain jobs obsolete and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, for example, like I'm in sales, right? And I had a, so a couple of months, I followed this guy called uh, Will Barron. He has a podcast called The Salesman Podcast. It's like one of the largest sales podcasts in the world. He brings on all these experts and stuff. And he talks about sales techniques, sales strategies and stuff. And he posted a question once on LinkedIn. He's like, do you think that we're going to get to a point that we're going to have AI that is so, that could do basically the, the job that I was doing yeah, most like in, definitely, term, yeah. in terms of sales? I feel like in certain industries, AI can do that. But, I th- the, but correct me from this is my opinion. I think in sales, sales is all about maybe I could market it to you using AI. I could probably target and market you in the, yeah, probably yeah. the most efficient way possible. But to sell something, selling involves people. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. involves that human like contact. Not like an e-com. I'm not talking e-commerce. I'm talking like B two B kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Y- you need that. So. What do you think about how AI, like the future of like AI in terms of like businesses and stuff? So I don't really believe that um, it's going to make you know people like oh like AI is going to put everyone out of work and so I don't think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think okay, obviously it's not going to be like oh we have AI tomorrow. Okay, everybody you're you're you're, you're fired yeah, type yeah, yeah. of thing. So it's going to be gradual. But the point is, um, people will just start doing different shit. Okay. So, like the the uh, the analogy I, I heard somewhere is someone was talking about like tellers in in banks. Okay. So, like back in the day, if you wanted money, you would go to a bank, you would fill out some information, and they would give you money. And then ATMs became a thing, and for like, oh, these tellers are all going to go out of business. They didn't. They just started doing different shit. Like a teller now doesn't give you money; they do something else. But they're still there maybe in less numbers but w- the definition of a teller just became someone some someone who does a different uh specific job so i don't think ai is going to uh put people out of work i think it's just going to force people to do that work very differently to the point where um the same job is being done by 
incredibly different people with very different sets of uh with different skill sets so um uh so like the 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 i was gonna say the industry i know best but i don't really know it that well but the one i'm most familiar with i guess is uh like so in architecture so uh architects used to be people who can draw or sketch really well until computers came about and that skill just no longer became that valuable because you can just use a computer to do all the drawing you don't need to be have a steady hand and draw a straight line you can just do a straight line on a computer so an architect became someone who can think about space very very well not necessarily as someone who can draw very well um and uh and it's just a very different skill set so a lot of like the um one of the problems that I had uh, in 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 like the field was there's so many architects who really can't sketch for shit, and like my initial reaction was like, oh, you're just not talented, but that's not the case. It's just you're just your talent is something different, and the the tools that you're using to be an architect requires that it, it no longer requires sketching as a as a skill. It requires a build like just uh, what's the word um, spatial spatial intelligence is a much more important skill understanding human behavior so you know uh, you know uh, am i going to put or like urban planning is probably like a, a better example where you know you have like a uh, you know just just imagine someone walking in the street and there is like there is like a there's a road and then there's an intersection and um it used to like you you designed it so you can you go all the way to the intersection and then let's say you turn left but then the space in the space in to your left is just like um, grass or whatever it is so people how are they going to use that space they're just going to walk through the grass like why would i walk all the way straight and then left when i can just cut through the grass so an architect or in this case an urban planner isn't someone who can draw straight lines it's someone who can understand how people are going to behave if they have the option of walking through grass, they're going to walk through grass. Mm-hmm. So you just design the space differently. So I guess my point is, with uh, with AI, an architect isn't really going to be a person who can think about space. It's going to be someone who can tell the AI how to think about space. And like the and like that type of person, like the 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 really high quality future architects, are going to be very 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 different people. They're going to be like they're going to be closer to psychologists than they are to engineers. So they're going to be, okay. so they're going to be someone who understands human behavior to the point where, uh, like I'm designing the space that would make your life better. But to do that, I don't need to understand how concrete works. I need to understand how a human being behaves. Uh, I read this thing like a while ago about how, um, so, okay. So imagine you, I actually had this problem myself. So imagine like you, you're working at nine to five and then you go back home and you live in like in a, in a one bedroom apartment and all your friends live in like different parts of town and you know, you're too tired to like go and meet them somewhere. So you pretty much spend uh, your, like you come back from work and you're just at home and you get like incredibly lonely, but then you don't know your neighbors. Uh, you're not just going to knock on your neighbor, the average person, you might be some extrovert and you become friends with everyone, but for the average person, you're just not going to knock on your neighbor's door and be like, hey, let's be friends, let's watch Arsenal lose together. <laughs> <laughs> nice little dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to put that in. Yeah. 
so so but your neighbor might be going through the same thing so you know he or she would also be you know coming back from home and they're like oh you know i can't be fucked to go and meet friend my friends somewhere the people who like society or like the the social circumstances put me in a situation to be friends with so people at work people I went to school with or whatever is like there is no i'm never in the same room as my neighbor apart from you know like in the elevator or whatever exchanging pleasantries like we never really get to become friends because for for one of us to make the step of knocking on the other person's door and decide to become your friend it's just it's kind of like a weird thing so most people just don't do it they just introverts they just stay in their own apartments or whatever so um the 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 the, the article i guess or whatever is the study that i read was talking about how um so imagine if in a particular residential building right now let's say you have like eight one-bedroom apartments so instead why can't you just have let's say five one-bedroom apartments and then a communal space where everyone has access to uh, and it's not intrusive so i get home i do my thing i have my space but then you know when i want to watch arsenal lose i just go watch it in the communal space and then the guy from that apartment comes and watches it in the communal space like and a common room sorry to interrupt like yeah, a common room kind of back yeah, in like school yeah, days yeah exactly yeah, 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 exactly yeah. so now you're in a yeah so if you think about common room in, in school days there are people that you didn't share any classes with but because of the common room you get to like chill with them you're you're in the same space you talk you become friends with them people who are aren't even in your year and you know 10 years later you're still good friends because of the common room so um you know the 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 future architect is going to be someone who can think about you know how how would human behavior work and you know they're like okay people might be too introverted to knock on someone's door but they can go chill in the common room and then that person would come and chill in the common room and now they're in a position to speak to each other and then they can develop a friendship or at least reduce like loneliness or whatever it is sure so uh, the the person who's going to be thinking about that's more of a psychology thing than a design thing even though like the end result is design uh but you're not be like oh how much how much like you're not thinking about concrete you know you're not thinking about um how pretty like the common room is you're thinking about how a human being is going to use that space like and like what you can then do is tell the ai that like the ai is going to be designed the building it's going to figure out how much concrete you're going to use here and there and the cost and most the most cost efficient way to build this apartment building or whatever but it's but i think uh the psychology part of it it's going it's going to be a long time before the ai is going to be doing that and it's going to be the architects who are going to be doing it so like the definition of an architect is going to be a very different thing so like if you th- i guess the the equivalent would be um uh again again with like say medicine so like medicine was uh a person who can understand disease or a surgeon is someone who can operate but once you have robots that are much better at operating than a human being a doctor is going to be someone who it's just a, a very different type of person i just i don't need to be a surgeon anymore so a, a surgeon is going to be closer to a computer programmer than what we normally think of a surgeon today or like a mechanical engineer than someone you can think of today or let's say uh like a like a doctor isn't going to be someone who uh diagnoses your disease it's going to be someone who is really good at conveying the information which again becomes so it's so 
human human sorry human relationships are going to be at the core of most of 21st century jobs so most people are going to be some different variant of psychologists so i'm a design psychologist i'm a medical psychologist i'm a mm. uh, whatever like i'm a uh, entertainment psychologist shit like that yeah so a so what you're saying is ai isn't going to necessarily wipe out jobs like they're saying it might wipe out some but yeah. it's going to change the landscape and what of those jobs and what those jobs mean and require you know instead of it becomes more about i guess looking at the data that you have you know the data or that the ai is giving you or how you know whatever that information is and then the, it just comes back to you as the you're like like we're talking remember we we're talking about like layers and stuff it's yeah. so ai now is the main layer yeah, does exactly, all the processing exactly, and stuff and then that exactly. intuition human psychology aspect that can only be you know that's going to come down to i guess what the people are but so you can even take it a step further where you're no longer really thinking of so um so imagine if so okay so right now you how do you decide when to go to a doctor you basically like oh i'm not feeling well let me go see what the fuck is going on but now imagine if your let's see your toilet is like uh, inter connected to the internet basically every time you take a piss or take a dump you're uh you're 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 doing like a like like the, the your toilet is kind of like analyzing your your body or whatever it is so um there's so many diseases that can be detected by sort of a urine sample or something like that so like you're going to be doing a, you're going to be having a urine sample like multiple times a day so sometimes you get a, like you you get sick but you only really start feeling sick a while after uh your the disease is already like kind of like took over or whatever but now ai is going to tell your doctor to kill this guy is fucked like deal with it so you feel fine your doctor is going to call you like yo bro sorry you have cancer <laughs> like come take this one panadol and now you're fine yeah 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 so you know like uh i, I can't remember like the the saying like um uh, like prevention, prevention is, yeah. is better than the cure or something like that whatever the whatever the proverb is is AI is going to be all about prevention. Like, like you're not even going to need to cure cancer, I don't think. Okay, bold prediction number whatever. <laughs> Here we go. Well, this episode is going to be called What's <laughs> Next and Ahmed's Predictions, by the way, just so you guys know. So the cure for cancer is going to be early detection. So if you have like the, the tools necessary to figure out uh, that you have cancer very early on, when it's super easy to deal with it, then 99% of cancer cases can be dealt with as easily as a headache. So when someone, when the, when the doctor calls you and says, yo, bro, you have cancer, it's going to be like, like, just come and take this pill and now you're fine. Whereas now, by the time that you're like, oh, I'm feeling shitty, and you go to a doctor and the doctor says you have cancer, you're, at, you're already at a very late stage, yeah. at a point where it's no longer curable. Whereas, like, you have to do all, like, the chemotherapy and all of that shit. But if you can detect it, like, two weeks into it, like, <laughs> yo, like, can I just, like, all right, you're done. You're good. Yeah. And, like, that's going to cure 99% of the cases. And it's just about, like, AI and the tech necessary and the 
sort of the, uh, the 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 in the infrastructure like would every toilet be fitted out with this technology and 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 so like why do you need doctors to perform surgeries you just need a doctor to tell you that you have cancer in a very nice way it's like a very different skill set it's crazy how the world like if you look at the last like 20 30 years how there was always like all these different ages like from 2000s on it was like the information age you know the successful people were the ones who had the most information yeah. you know what i mean and then internet came and it's like, okay, yo, now all of you have the information, you know what I mean? So now what's the next equalizer or the next difference thing, which is where we are today, which is data. Yeah. Every fucking thing is about data. Do yeah. you understand? Like, like you have things that track your sleep. You have things that track your food. You have things that can, you can track data for anything, for selling, for marketing, for whatever it is. And now it's all about, okay, we have all the data. Now the successful ones are like how can we maximize on this data how can we use this in the most efficient way so if that if data now is the main or seems to be what the future is i sometimes think about okay what's after that do you know what i mean what's the next Mm, the next thing you know because like you said ai oh so the thing about data is we're we barely scratch the surface it's just the beginning you think yeah we don't even know like how data is going to play out because ai is data yeah, it's it's the one that it's the thing that yeah. aggregates your data for you, or like so, gives you the best outcomes from the data. Yeah. I guess. So, so again, it, it, we go back to the point where, um, you know, like again, it's like saying what's going to happen after the aliens land. It's like we don't know. Yeah. So what's going to come after data? It's uh, interesting. I've never really thought about it. But um, so uh, to put this in context, so again, I'm I'm, um, I'm sort of parroting something that I I watched or read somewhere. So, um, the so what I was saying earlier about the Western Western civilization, it, it it diverged because of what today we call humanism. So a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, a lot of. So okay, so before humanism, you had, uh, basically like theism, which is basically saying where does authority come from. And the answer was authority comes from the heaven. So what is right or wrong? This you know, it's like depends on what religion you believe in, what what like holy book you believe in. This came from heaven and the instructions in this holy book is what decides what's right or wrong. Uh, you know, who should rule? The 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 Pope or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh so humanism was like, no no no. The human actually is the center of authority. It's not the cloud. It's mm-hmm. not like you know, it's not the, it's not heaven. It's the human. So who, how do you decide who rules? You ask humans, and they all see how they like they ask their feelings. They look at how why they feel about this person or that person, and uh, and the aggregate, uh, the aggregation of all these feelings decide who runs. And that's kind that's basically what democracy is. Uh, you know, what's a good product? What's a bad product? That's uh, how do I feel about sushi versus mcdonald's and that that's how you decide which one is better yeah uh so uh like humanism kind of any every country that became more humanist advanced and every country that became less human or 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 remained less humanist kind of like stayed more uh backward backwards whatever the word is uh so all of our philosophy is is like is human or all of western philosophy is humanist philosophy 
So we're getting to the point where humanism is not going to be the center of authority and data is going to be the center of authority. So um, what's the, uh, again, like, uh, this is like, I'm, I'm, I'm honest, like, I can't remember who, who I'm parroting here, but uh, this person was saying that, um, uh, what's her name? The actress with the big lips? The one like every like you know like how like girls inject their lips to look more like this this one lady. Well, Kylie and, Jenner. And, no, 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 Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> random, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know this shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, she uh, she did like some some sort of test that says she has like this particular gene, and people who have that gene have like a ninety percent chance of developing breast cancer. So she did. Uh, I can't remember what the surgery is called, but she basically uh, double mastectomy. Yeah, she removed both of her breasts, and then mm-hmm. she just got like a like a boob job, basically. Mm-hmm. And she felt fine. Like it wasn't her feelings that told her that you're like you need to like remove your breasts. It wasn't like a holy book that told her you need to. Remove. It was data, right? It was like the data told you that with this type of uh, gene, you will more likely than not develop uh, breast cancer. And she just dealt with it before it even happens. So like much many more people are going to be doing shit like that in the future like this is kind of an extreme case but like sort of the toilets you know predicting yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of the same thing data is going to be king basically so, yeah the data is going to be the center of authority and you need a whole lot of different ideas if you're going to be dealing with data as the center of authority as opposed to human feelings just like you need a different uh set of philosophy when when we moved from theism now we need a new set of uh philosophy and like literally nobody's doing that or very few people are doing it and like how like what comes next depends on how we deal with this because if we get good ideas out there and uh, people accept them people like uh, manage it correctly then what comes after data might be something really fantastic or something really terrible and like i don't like anybody who like I mean, it's an interesting question. I'll think about it some uh, a bit more, but like trying to predict what comes after is like it's almost nonsensical at this yeah, point. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Just something to think about. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Man, so many questions. <laughs> so many. Qu- you know what I always think? I was one of the things I hate is that I hate that I'm gonna die one day and leave this place. And, um, you know, all these like fucking conspiracy theories and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I know I'm going to leave this planet and I'm never going to know what actually happened. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? It pisses me off so much because all these cons- like, which, like which conspiracy theory, for example, like, for example, the stuff about um, like which one bothers you the most? Like Freemasons and shit. Illuminati. I think of like like that's just like one example. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like let's 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 assume that let's use that example. Yeah. Like there's you know there's well, the problem with conspiracy theories is that there's always evidence to support that theory, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I I just want to be like, what fucking happened, man? Like what's the like what's the truth? Take me like if someone could give me like a crystal ball, show me the truth of, of the world, the truth of that moment, of that incident, of that thing. Do you know what I mean? And it's so it's so frustrating that we're never gonna know. You're just never gonna know. 
with not I'm not saying with maybe in time some things will like fade out and some things the truth will come out but like with other things you're never going to know everything it's uh do you really want to know though yeah I'm so curious I'm so curious I don't want to hear from like I don't want, I just want like like I said crystal ball it shows me not someone told me not he's saying this not he's saying that this ball will show me that's what happened this is what it is and be like Okay, cool, great, move on. You know, yeah. just move on with it. Yeah, but it's kind of like, you know, like the Matrix where you have like the blue pill and the red pill. And it's like, well, the red pill will give you the truth, but do you really want to like live in a shitty fucking, like whatever, like that Nebuchadnezzar or whatever it's called, that weird ship that they lived in and ate that shitty ass food and being chased by like octopus uh, fucking robots and shit like do you really want that <laughs> would you rather just like fucking live in like a random city and like do random shit and go play like football in the weekend yeah like do you really want the truth oh I saw like this like memes like if you take the red if you take the blue pill uh, or like you realize that life is absolutely shit or you'll go back to your shitty life or whatever it is if you take the red pill same thing but strawberry flavor <laughs> 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 That's kind of how I feel about like this, like this, like uh, like crystal ball, like like if you can like. Wouldn't like, you just want to know? Like, like uh, yeah, but like you're gonna be disappointed. So like, you think so? Yeah, fuck yeah. Why do you think I'd be disappointed? Um, because uh, like the way until very recently, the way like con- like information was like conveyed to us was through. Books. Uh, like a biased no 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 like a like a biased filter okay so um so you know like the game like chinese whispers where like yeah you, you yeah like you say one thing and by the end the thing i remember once in high school so i ended up there was we did it in class and when it got to me i heard something and i'm like okay i know what i heard <laughs> but there's no fucking chance this is what it is I know it was like something about some girl like, oh, she likes this guy. Like something like that. And then, is she anything, man? I remember even saying it. I'm like, I know this is wrong, but I'm just going to say what I heard. And I just said it. But yeah, things get lost in translation over time. Okay, so imagine uh, imagine like a game of Chinese whispers, except you're not just trying to take the the information that you got and convey it as, as, you know, clearly as possible to the next person. Uh, let's say like every person tries to um, like m- somehow make it sound better or worse. So um, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure that analogy is kind of like holding up. But like, okay, so let's say like you hear stories about your grandfather. Okay. Th- from your dad. He's yeah. only going to tell you the good shit. He's not going to tell you how your grandfather was the fucking bully and he used to like beat people up and he used to like, steal their lunch and shit like that. Like even if he knows that was the case, he's just not going to say it. So there's gonna be like an like a, a like a like inherent bias to to this to system. Yeah. So when we get like whatever we get fed as culture, you we need to be aware that like how fucking biased like yeah like course. your culture is about your own history. Mm-hmm. So if you can go back and like meet like historical figures who you kind of like hear all these like wonderful things about them and they're like fantastic people they were probably assholes man like like they were fucking like shitty human beings mm. do you really want to like meet your hero you know how to say like don't you don't want to meet your heroes so like do you really want to like see like the history of like your culture and realize that everyone you looked up to is a fucking dickhead is that really like 
Would you want that? Would you want to go like see like your grandfather bullying people and like stealing their lunch, or would you rather like think, oh, my grandfather's this wonderful guy who he used to give us candy when we were kids? Wouldn't you just rather have that like memory and move on? That's a that's a good question. You know how they? I guess they say you know how they say ignorance is bliss. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. So, so like imagine. Like, I'm just very curious, man. I'm just yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm just so curious. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if it would. I never thought to be honest that it would disappoint me i've always thought of it in a positive way but now the way you've pre- like said it okay maybe you have a point you know maybe maybe i would be disappointed by finding out what like what was the truth and it's just easier to live so, in the reality that i'm that i've been living in so like the do you I, think the world would be a better place if people like had perfect information ah uh, that's a good question I think with perfect, if the information was 100% perfect, then at least you can't give me any bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's if the information is perfect, then it kind of, I think, levels out some sort of playing field. You can still have opinions about it, but we're not going to dispute what the information is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if... Because right now, like when we come coming back to like the conspiracy thing, everyone has different information. Everyone's saying different things. But if the information's perfect, then we're kind of on level playing a level playing field. Then it's just about what you what your what your opinion is of that fact. Not that not that it's based on a fact. Do you know what I mean? It's not just it's not. Right now, there's no level playing field, so that would level it up. That's my that's how I think of it. At least. Yeah, but then like, so so what I really care about is like. Is like human happiness or like let me put it this way the reduction of misery and i think lying or bullshit is just gonna is makes a lot of people a lot less miserable have you seen that movie the invention of lying uh ricky gervais yeah yeah i, I can't remember it all so basically like the world like nobody nobody lies everyone just says the truth all the time and like you just get the vibe that like people are fucking miserable. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if he's if that's kind of like what he was trying to like put through. But there's a <laughs> there, like one of the best scenes is uh, what's that guy's name, man? Uh, uh, the dude from Wolf of Wall Street. The uh, Jordan Belfort or um, Leonardo DiCaprio, you mean? Yeah. So so no. So the other guy, like the fat guy. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so uh, his character in The Invention of Flying is like this depressed dude. He's like, Ricky Gervais is like neighbor and he's like depressed. And like he sees him in uh, in like the, whatever, like the elevator and he's like, yeah, what's up? You know, how are you, you doing? He's like, you know, I think I'm going to th- I'm gonna kill myself today. And the guy's like, okay, that sounds good. And he kind of like walks away. Whereas like in a, in a bullshit world, if somebody tells you they're going to kill themselves, even if you don't care about them, you will like bullshit enough to make them think that like, no, you know, I care about you. You're, you know, the world needs you. You're a better person. And you try to convince them to not like kill themselves. But when you can't lie, when you can't bullshit, you're just like, all right, all right, do your thing, man. Like, I'll hope the next neighbor is slightly a, you know, a hotter chick or whatever mm, it is. Better you know? person, yeah. The, the, so, so when the, when Ricky Gervais like begins lying, when he invents lying or whatever, so he meets like Jonah Hill and he's like, yeah, I decided I'm going to like take a whole bunch of pills and uh, I'm going to kill myself. So Ricky Gervais then bullshits him and he's like, I, I don't think you should do that. You know, I you know I care about you or whatever. I think we should hang out. 
And like Jonah Hill goes, really? Like, because I thought that that like Pills idea was like a really good idea, you know. Mm. And then the guy's like, no, 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 it's not a good idea. Even though like he doesn't like he still doesn't care about him. It's yeah. just that now he he can bullshit. So he literally saved the guy's life. Now like put that at like a like at like at a macro level, I think if there's no bullshit, m- way more people would be way more miserable. And the bullshit is and the bullshit actually like helps a bit. A lot. A lot. A lot. I've and, never thought of it like that to be and honest. And like we actually like part of what we need to do is figure out like how to how to like how to like create better bullshit. Like how to like instead of trying to like eliminate the bullshit, it's like realize that the bullshit is actually necessary and it's actually useful. And we need to study it, we need to understand it, and then we need to like use it in a way that reduces human misery, not create more human misery. So like the you know, like the the, the bullshit that, you know, like whatever like the that North Korean guy you know, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's like yeah you know this guy he doesn't you know he's like whatever he's like born from like a rainbow unicorn or whatever whatever <laughs> bullshit like, <laughs> you know like the bullshit like they see the North Koreans mm, the propaganda stuff yeah mm-hmm. and they believe it because like you know fuck them so, you got all control yeah, yeah yeah so so like that's like bad bullshit but then like the bullshit that uh, you know uh, at least you know like I don't, I don't want to call it bullshit, but if you're uh, like if your loved ones when they pass away they go to a better place. Again, going back to the point that at least, like at least like maximum one of these religions is true. So for the vast majority of people in the vast majority of the world, when your loved ones die, they're not gonna go to heaven. That's just a fact. But the bullshit that like. You know, you you tell people that your parents or grandparents or your whatever uh, your your loved one when they're about to pass away or they do pass away, you tell them they're in a better place. It's bullshit, but it makes people like less miserable. So like, we kind of need that. If mm. you don't have that, what are you gonna say to people when when someone passes away? But like, yeah, it's he's underground now. He's gone. He's not in a better place. He's mm. just. Like, do you really want to like? Do you really want to not even have that layer of bullshit so you can at least have something to say it that, even if you know it's bullshit, you still want to hear it. Yeah, you still want to be fed the crap. So like, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I never considered it like that to be honest. It's like a bit like when you're watching a movie and you you know they're actors. You know, like when this person like died, he's not actually dead. But you kind of like, you still like vibe with it. You still like feel sad or happy or whatever. It's in a sense, it's lies. It's bullshit. But it kind of enhances your life. As long as long as you for those two hours, you kind of like, um, you know, like ignore the the part of your brain which tells you that like you know this actor, you've seen him fifty million times. He's not actually you know, like an explorer or whatever it is. Like, he's not actually in space. It's just like some guy in California, like, you know, doing crystal meth or something at this point. Like, you know that at a conscious level, but you're able to block it out so you can enjoy the movie. Enjoy, the, enjoy experience. the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, like, is that a bad thing? Would you want to, like, 
Like, would you want to like go to every movie and think, uh, okay, like I can't really take you seriously because I know you're not in space right now. I know you're like getting paid twenty million dollars to to lie to me. Like, you're just not gonna enjoy anything, right? You're just gonna be like, I don't want to be fed this bullshit. I just want to know the truth. So this is like what you're saying about the crystal ball is is that on a much larger level, you just you can't enjoy any more movies or any more shows because yeah. you can't accept that these are actors, not real people. That's a good point, man. That's a good point. I haven't thought about it like that, to be honest. Ah, what a conversation. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Very intense. Um, I want to say, first of all, Ahmed, thank you very much for coming on the podcast you are more than welcome i really appreciate it bro i had a really great time we will be doing this very often <laughs> i'm sure always welcome uh and if you guys like i said have anything any feedback anything to say please hit me up and as always i hope it helps peace <laughs>